Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. tuned into another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. We are doing a, a series here where we're breaking down not only each position group, but we're taking specific prospects, comparing them, talking about how they might fit in the rankings of this class. Because right now we're in, we're in summer scouting. It is early on, so we're trying to be loose with this, trying to be fun. Today, we already did CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. Today, we are doing Hendon Hooker, the Tennessee quarterback. And Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback. So, Ryan, are you excited today to talk about these two guys, two traitsy guys that maybe haven't really reached that full upside yet? Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun because, like we kind of talked about with the last episode, there's two players at the quarterback position that you feel pretty good about, maybe potentially being the top two quarterbacks off the board as of right now. But after that, there's a huge question mark. I think I've seen probably – 11 or 12 quarterback threes <laughs> combinations so far this it's not even summer scouting yet it's spring scouting but yeah it's gonna be fun because these are guys that are different but they're also kind of similar they definitely there's definitely some similarities we can kind of pull mm-hmm. from which i think will be a good comparison piece yeah we one thing's for sure that these guys are both van, very very good athletes uh it's something that comes into play here I and mean, we're going to get into talking about them before we do though folks i just want to tell you about our sponsor today bet online our partners at bet online to can yeah, continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info find all of the latest sports developments including updated odds on the nba nhl playoffs major league baseball fights and even next season's nfl futures BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So Ryan, you you hit on the one key thing here with these, these two guys. After you get past the Stroud Bryce Young conversation. And I, I firmly believe that that is going to be the point of discussion throughout for this quarterback group. It's not going to really move away from those two guys unless, as we mentioned, there is a significant drop off. But what now becomes interesting is when we talk about quarterback three, there are so many different names that are are in this mix. You, you hear possibilities of maybe Hendon Hooker. It's more likely the ones you hear a lot are Will Levis. Phil Dracovic from Boston College has been brought up. You've also seen Anthony Richardson from Florida, which we're not going to entertain. We're not going to bring him up. Uh, guys like Devin Leary have also been discussed. There's just a lot of Tyler, options. Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke from Flo- from Miami is another one. Yep. Tyler Van Dyke from Miami is is another one as well. Uh, remind me to tell you something about Tyler Van Dyke, by the way. I think I forgot if I, I told you or not. Oh, no, but no, no, no it's, you're, you're going to love it. Um, but for these two guys, the the one thing that has really pushed up Will Levis is his arm strength. And that has been the, the big thing that's hyped him up so much, it feels like. Everyone is really banking on that arm strength. Not a lot has been brought up with some of the other parts of his game. But this is a big, strong athlete. 
that has uh, would you say the strongest arm in the class? I think it's it's up there. Y- yeah, yeah. I'm I'm combing through my mind real quick of guys I've seen. Yeah, no, nah, he's definitely up there. If not, if not number one, he's. I'm trying to think, man, because I, I I'll say this: the kid, the ball th- explodes off his hand, like it's a very natural type of thing, which is weird because I don't know if you ever saw him at Penn State when he was behind Sean Clifford, but they. They treated him like a wildcat quarterback. They didn't let him which throw. Is weird. Which is pretty, pretty hysterical. Yeah, it was, it was funny. So, yeah, now I, I would say he's got the most explosive arm, if anything else. Like the great arm speed on a guy like a Will Levis. The ball just comes out of his hand so naturally. So the while he does have that that arm strength, I think one of the things that pop up in his game, and this is also one of the differences you get between him and Hendon Hooker. It, it, the ball flies off of his hand, and I, I always saw some relative consistency when he was completing some of his shorter throws. They do a decent amount of that in that Kentucky offense. But when you started to see him throw more in these intermediate routes to deeper routes, that was when the accuracy issues started to pop up, the inconsistency, but also a some questionable decision-making on some of those throws as well. So that inability to connect on those throws is a problem. You might have a, a, a cannon for an arm, but if you're not hitting on those those passes that are wide open, you can get the ball out quickly, but you're not getting the ball to the, your receiver, it's a bit of a problem. You know what I think Will, Will Levis, I think, is the biggest victim of just how quarterbacks have kind of evolved recently with the off-script, off-platform, throwing for multiple arm angles things. There are some times where I feel like he just needs to get his feet set and just deliver an easy pass and he just kind of just does something funky, some some orthodox approach, and that really kills his accuracy overall, I think, right? So I think that there's accuracy there to a degree. I just think that he's such a wild approach of a quarterback because he hasn't been playing it, obviously, very long, only a one-year starter since transferring from Penn State, but he's just – I think the word that comes to mind, Joe, and I would love to hear your opinion on this is – but unorthodox is Will Levis. Like everything yeah. is just off scripts, off platform, off the cuff. Like he is a wild card as a thrower. And a lot of times it looks beautiful and a lot of times it works. But then I feel like there's just sometimes we're like, from a technical perspective, you need to rein him in a little bit, you know, like he needs to be a guy that's more like, all right, I'm going to stay on script a little bit more. I'm going to go through the progressions. I'm going to, stick to my technique and not be as, as much of a wild thrower as he can be sometimes. Yeah, there's also not a, a whole lot of consistent footwork that you get from him, but I we do kind of get this, this backyard style of football with a lot of quarterbacks, and, and I've noticed that from th- this being my first class that I'm evaluating, you do get a lot of that. You do get guys that try to do that stuff way too often, way more than yep. they need to. And there are guys that do it really, really well, and it's part of the, part of their game. And I, I think that it is part of Levis's game. But as you're saying, he doesn't really need to do that that much. And it, no. part of me wonders, after a full season last year, an off season and a spring to learn and evaluate, is this something that Coach Bob Stoops is is saying to him, like, "Hey, we need to reel this in. If you want to make it to the NFL, we need to work on this accuracy. You need to be." Somebody who's a little bit more—it's not that he's not composed because I, I think he had really good composure in the pocket. 
um, mm-hmm. especially the Georgia game because he was getting blasted in the Georgia game. Yeah, but he needs to be a less erratic, a lot less mm-hmm. erratic with 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 how he handles himself on on these throw on these a lot of these throws that he makes. You you know who I bet I bet I would guarantee. You know who I think is his probably his role model growing up. Would bet money on this. I'm trying to think who's like all over the place. RG three. No, what? No, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I was just trying to I, think who, 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 who loved to do that I, shit before Patrick Mahomes came around. I guarantee that he loved watching Brett Favre. Guarantee it, man. Because Brett Favre was one of the most talented quarterbacks ever. He had an, a rocket for an arm, really good athlete, stocky build, sort of like a Will Levis. But there were just some times where Brett Favre, you were just like, buddy, <laughs> take it down a notch, man. Like, you don't have to try that ball right there. You don't have to be off script all the time. And that was the best of what Brett Favre was, the fact that he can make some of that magic happen. And then it was the downfall of Brett Favre a lot, too. It's why he has such a high interception total in his career, right? Like th- those were the things that would make or break a Brett Favre. And I am definitely not comparing Will Levis to Brett Favre. I'm just saying, I think that he has probably watched a little too much Brett Favre in his career. Cause there was just some moments where you're just like, bud, take it down, man. Like you don't need to do all that. That is just a little bit too much. But for that fact, that's what's going to make him so appealing is the fact that he can do things that are just unnatural at times you know he he does things where you just kind of hold your breath for a second because he's just so physically gifted so i'm gonna fall in love with will levis probably 17 times this draft cycle because of all the great things he can do but then there's going to be that inkling in the back of my mind that's going to be like but man if he doesn't figure this out that Mm -hmm. out he is going to self-destruct because he's just too much of a wild card right now and that's why I understand why he's in this conversation to be in in the top three and the top five of this quarterback group. Like he has all those traits. It, it's not like there are some other quarterbacks in this class that have really not brought any of those things to the table, or even have like as big of an arm as he does, or provide as much value as a runner as he does. Those guys are a little bit more confusing. But I totally get why Levis is in this conversation. But what we now need from him. So he's not just hovering in that that quarterback three spot and ends up being like a, a day two quarterback is he needs to play with those traits effectively. He has the capability, but does not really have the performances and the statistics to back up what he is able to do. And we're just not there yet. And he's capable of getting there. He's He can totally do that this year. It's, it's one thing that we're going to say a lot, I think, throughout this summer. And I've heard you say a lot is that taking that next step with the traits that you have is what is going to solidify you as potentially being a highly drafted guy. Sorry, I couldn't find the mute button. That was my apologies. But yes, there's like, there's a big drop after quarterback two in this draft. And there's a lot of guys, Hendon Hooker included that we're going to talk about here in a second that have tools for days, but it's just not there right now. Right? Like this is, if 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 Bryce Young and CJ Stroud were not in this class right now, it would look a lot like this past cycle we just looked at, right? There would be a lot of Desmond Ritter types. There would be a lot of Malik Willis types. Really incredible tools that you can get behind, but they're just not ready to play football right now. That's what I kind of see with Will Levis and the rest of this crew right now is there is extreme development that needs to happen 
it can happen, and it probably will. There'll probably be at least one or two that makes the jump, but you still need to see it before you get on board with it. Talking on on Hendon Hooker, and I, I pointed out that Will Levis is not great at hitting intermediate to deep throws. Uh, I see Hendon Hooker, and some of his his shorter throws are are off. Uh, they're not very on target. Uh, same thing with some of his intermediate throws. It's just a strange placement. Uh, sometimes he forces some of the balls that he's trying to throw. But man, I I love his deep accuracy. Like the, the his ball placement on on deep throws. There's some tight windows. I saw him hit. He hits guys in stride. Like I, maybe it's just from the two games that I watched of him. I watched Alabama and Georgia. But his his deep accuracy. It's almost if you put that deep deep accuracy into Will Levis's game, you'd have a much more complete prospect. And it's kind of funny to compare the two. But that was the one thing that jumped out to me because Hooker doesn't have doesn't have a cannon. He's got a good arm, but he doesn't have the cannon that that Levis does. But that deep accuracy just kept standing out to me when I was watching him. Yeah, no, he. Th- there were always flashes when he was at Virginia Tech, right? He was there for, I guess, four years, and he transfers to Tennessee for his what was perceived to be his final year. But now he's obviously opted to go back for his sixth year for uh, at Tennessee. There was always flashes, man. He throws some balls intermediate to deep sometimes where you're just like, oh, that's that's unique. That's different. And you, we can get behind that type of conversation. It was just at Virginia Tech, man. The, the coaching staff was just not – they were not advantageous to using his skill set. They were jockeying back and forth. Quincy Patterson, Braxton Burmeister, Hannon Hooker. And, and I felt like every time I watched, I was just like, oh, Hannon Hooker is the best quarterback on this roster, like bar none. I, it, it, I mean, at least from a talent level perspective – and then, luckily, Tennessee. I mean, they had Joe Milton starting the year, the the Michigan transfer, and he couldn't hit a broadside of a barn to throw <laughs> deep, man. Like it was awful. He was just overthrowing everything. And then Hendon Hooker comes in, and he's connecting on those deep balls. He's, I think, he's got a really natural. I think he's a really natural thrower. He changes arm speeds well. I think he throws with good touch. There's a lot to like with Hendon Hooker. There really is from an from an arm strength perspective from a touch perspective, from an accuracy perspective. Honestly, I thought yeah. he was a pretty accurate quarterback overall. And then you get into the athleticism side of things where my guy can run. He's a really impressive athlete, as is Levis, which is why this is a good comparison. So let me ask you this, though, because I, I was racking my brain on – like I always like to think of like how fast certain guys are. So like I was watching J- Jameer Gibbs because I was watching the – the Boston College Georgia Tech game and like Jameer Gibbs popped off like when I was watching it, I was like holy crap like this dude is fast um, yes. and I was trying to guess that like he might be like a low four four maybe even faster type guy because he's that that fast but how fast do you think Hooker is because like he's big he's not yeah. like like speedy he's not like Lamar Jackson four three obviously no. he, he's no. more of like a bigger stronger runner so like what would you say like four six. Yeah, I would say I was gonna say like four six eight to four seven two somewhere in that okay. ballpark. He's like the Andrew Luck, Mitch Trubisky type of tier of speed. You know, like yeah. those guys can both run, but they're bigger guys too, right? Like, I mean, Hennon Hooker's six, six three four. and some change and two hundred and twenty something pounds. Like, he's a bigger guy. So, yeah, he's fast. I bet you Will Levis is even faster. He's probably four six low. I bet you Will Levis wow. is like a four six two ish type of athlete. But I mean. Yeah, but I, I would say Hooker's he's got m- he's got more than enough athleticism. There's no doubt about that. Just some of the things that like I noticed from watching Hooker that I wasn't necessarily a, a big big fan of. It feels like if 
if one throw works for him, he just keeps trying to go back to it, even if after that first time it's not there. Like the the game I'm referring to. Oh no, it was the Kentucky game, not the Georgia game that I watched. The Kentucky game where mm-hmm. they kept running this comeback route, and he got it like the first cut co- like a couple times, and then he kept trying to throw it in really really tight coverage. Mm-hmm. where his receivers were not open. So like that to me was really frustrating to watch. And I just kept saying like, why the hell are you still trying to complete this pass? And also why the hell are you still running this route concept? If they know that it's coming, that's a right. whole separate issue. Um, and then I also was a little bit deterred by how he handles himself in the pocket. Sometimes like, I, I just think that he did look a little bit antsy the Kentucky game, particularly he kept dropping snaps. Like that's like, that's a problem. Like that's something yeah. that needs to be fixed. And I don't know if that's like a mental thing. I don't know if that's uh, like he just has a bad grip on the football, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Maybe it was just a cold day or something. But like those two things stood out to me. And, and I was a little bit uh, not turned away, but slightly concerned. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I think the pocket awareness is definitely something that that popped off the screen to me as far as a concern. I, I agree with you in that sense. The only thing I will say is that he was again at Virginia Tech where they were basically treating him like a Wildcat quarterback. So it wasn't like he got a ton of reps as far as being a true, true, you know, drop back passer. So I'm excited to see him because one thing that we haven't talked about, Joe, which I think is important for this one, because this is a close comparison for me. It honestly is. I would probably defer Levis just because he's younger. Like if I had to choose one, because the one thing we didn't talk about is also the Hennon Hooker is going to be a 25 year old rookie. So yeah, if, he, if he's a developmental guy, He's also already a little bit of an older prospect, which doesn't help his case as far as being in that classification. But the one thing he does have going for him is he has his coaching staff coming back, right? And while you mentioned Kentucky has Stoops, obviously, as their as their head coach, they did lose their offensive coordinator who went to be the offensive coordinator for the LA Rams this offseason. So they have Rich Scangarello coming in who has had a history of do- doing good things with quarterbacks, but he is breaking in a new system in his last year at Kentucky while – Hendon Hooker gets to stay into the same one under Josh Heupel. So I I think that just the consistency might help both those guys' cases a little bit. I get that. And one thing I'm starting to realize more and more when I'm watching some of these quarterbacks is how stupid some of the offensive play calling is. Like The same thing happened when I was watching Auburn and their offensive coordinator is now gone. And it makes sense. I just I kept watching them run the same plays over and over again. It's, It's like how predictable are you going to be and hope to produce results and it, and it was kind of working because Kentucky's defense for some reason wasn't reacting properly but I, I just I don't know I, I didn't think they were really lighting the world on fire offensively I, it does help having the same system coming back I almost wonder if maybe they they capped the the amount of plays that they were running because Hooker was somewhat new to the system and didn't start sure. the season but well I I think it's I don't know if you agree with this but I think the Kentucky yeah. system I actually really liked a lot of what they did offensively with Will Levis and more, Will yeah, Levis. more than I like what the what Tennessee was doing with Hooker. Even though if you look at the raw numbers, Tennessee's numbers were way better from a passing perspective. I mean, Hooker put on some really nice numbers in his. Well, first I, year. I would I would argue that there were there were there were better offensive weapons in Tennessee's offense, and they were trying to stretch the field a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, like it was a lot. Kentucky was a lot more short, short throws, a lot more screens, that kind of stuff. You were getting less of that yeah. like with Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that because I, I would say that there Tennessee's definitely more athletic at wide receiver. I mean, you had Wandale Robinson at at Kentucky, who's a good athlete who went in the third round, but he's not 
like a, a crazy burner. I mean, you had Vellis Jones who, you know, just, just drafted ran in the four threes and that other wide receiver, I always forget his name that actually went back to school. Who's their leading receiver, Tennessee, who's a really good player, but I, I can't remember his name right now, but yeah, I think they, they definitely have more vertical speed from a Tennessee perspective. Just going to be interesting. I, I think maintaining the same system from a first year to a second year is it's kind of a big thing to be honest. I mean, I, th- I think it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on because I think that if we all saw the numbers that Hooker put in as a first-year player under under Josh Heupel, having him for a second straight year now being the main offensive play caller I think is big. Meanwhile, you have a Will Levis who had some success in his first year but then is complaining, completely changing a system, you know, only one year each. So just, just something to kind of keep an eye on. But again, mm-hmm. I, I think if we're deferring – Again, I would probably go Levis over Hooker slightly just because I think that the tools are maybe slightly better, but also he's just younger. Like that would just kind of be the the separation point for me. Cedric Tillman's the uh, the receiver you're referring to. He's a good player. He's a good player. Yeah. Thousand yards, twelve touchdowns. Um, so I, I disagree with you on 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 that stance. I have I I would put Levis over Hooker, but I don't I don't consider it to really be that that close and, and i think really? that it comes it comes into play what you just talked about um partially the yeah. age thing is a concern to have sure. a 25 year old rookie compared to like i don't know how old levis is going to be do you know what the number what the number is off the top of your head i will get it right now stall for but a second having well, levis it, was born in 99 so he will be 24 during his rookie year so he's not that much younger actually wait because mm-hmm. I'm not 99. even 20, I'm not even 24 yet. Then how does that how does it make sense? I'm 98. Hennon Hooker was born in 98, so he will be 25 during his rookie year. And uh, Will Levis is born in 99, six twenty seven ninety nine. So all right, well, yeah. so let's let's forget about the age thing for a second. <laughs> I well, that's as old as I thought, man. What the I heck? know, I all thought right. he was yo- I thought he was a lot younger. Maybe I'm just older than I think I am. I, I think with all the traits that Levis brings to the table, I, I, I'm like I'm excited by the arm talent that he has and how how powerful his arm is. I, I'm excited by the type of athlete that he is, and I, I I'm a big upside guy. Like you've sold me on on that approach that like I'm always going to buy into that upside. And I think that if if we do get that progression and that improvement this season, like he's going to be the third wide the wide receiver third quarterback he's going to be the third quarterback it's it's going to happen if he takes that next step now if he doesn't i I think that this conversation that we're going to be having is going to be completely different come the end of the season but if we're trying to project if we're trying to say if someone can ascend and take the next step forward i kind of understand the hype i i I understand it and i hate that i'm drinking the kool-aid i tried not to do that with stroud versus bryce young but I, i have to do it here because of the traits because of the upside yeah, I'm like tentative on it, man. Like, I again, I can get there with Will Levis. I think if he takes a step forward, and I understand it. I, I, I guess I, my main quarrel with you is that I just don't think that it's that big of a separation between Hooker. I, I like a, a third or a late third on Hooker before he went back to school. Like, I, I like Hendon Hooker. I do. Where, where would you draft Hendon Hooker? Maybe, maybe that's where I just need to understand this. Somewhere on, somewhere on day two. I don't know. I gotta. Okay, I gotta that's kinda... fair. I gotta get a feel for like I haven't ranked any of these quarterbacks. I've I've watched a good amount of them. I think I've watched over ten of them at this point. But uh, I don't. I mean, I, I yeah, probably somewhere mid, midday two 
realistically because uh, again he's uh, he's a traits guy i don't know if i'm drafting him to be my my next starter um maybe with a hope that he can develop into that he, he's definitely better than the guys that we saw get drafted uh in the third round this past year i would argue but i, I yeah i would probably say around there that's fair that's fair. all right i think that's a good note to wrap us up on um ryan thank you so much we've got um more coming your way this week we've got some miscellaneous quarterback thoughts we might do another comparison show so stay tuned for that um hit the subscribe button to stay up to date at joe DeLeon, at rise and draft and at nfl prospects pod talk to you later folks enjoy the rest of your week Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.